passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Boston Loose Baseball, we've got a move to discuss. The Nats went and got Trevor Williams, and you will hear from Trevor Williams on this podcast. Coming up right now. This is Boston Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball, and we told you that we would give you a new episode each time the Nats made a big move this offseason, um, among other times where we're going to drop in just uh, every now and then and, and update you on everything going on with the Nats. But Trevor Williams has been added to the fold, the 30-year-old right-handed pitcher, a San Diego, California native, originally drafted way back in 2013 by the Miami Marlins in the second round out of Arizona State. Has been signed by the Nationals. believe he's guaranteed 13 and a half or so million over the next two seasons. At this point in his career, there are plenty of good teams he could make and pitch for where he would be a bit of a tweener. He would make some starts for you. He would pitch out of the bullpen as a long guy. Kind of a stretch type arm in that sixth role maybe for a championship-level organization. That's what he'd been doing with the Mets over the last year and a half, where he actually pitched admirably. He did some really good things. He had a 3.21 ERA, 2022. He had a uh, ERA a hair over four in, in 2021 overall, but with the Mets, 3.06 and 10 games with three starts. So you look at his time with the Mets, Danny, and there's some success. 12 starts, 40 games, a 3.17 earn run average. Stays in the division. The Nats go get him. And he told reporters and he told us he is here to be a starting pitcher. So these are veteran innings that they needed. You put him into that rotation with the young guys, and hopefully you allow him to stockpile some frames and keep this bullpen a little bit fresher. I think you said it very well. Profiles as a starter on a okay team. 
a mediocre team or worse, I think, is where the kind of the Nats will end up being second division club. But he'll eat some innings, and I think that's really, really valuable. These are the exact kinds of signings that not only should this team be doing at this point, so I, I, I commend them for that. I think it's the right call. But secondarily, these are the kinds of value signings that Mike Rizzo has nailed so many times. And sometimes they, you know, they go nowhere and nobody remembers that they signed fill-in-the-blank player for a couple million bucks as a lottery ticket, and then it ends up, you know, something that you you tear apart, that horse racing ticket where the long shot didn't come through. Other times they've found guys that other people didn't want. They've found uh some good players o- over their, you know, kind of their history. Guys like Michael Morse, who came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, uh, there have been a number of those dudes. So Williams, I think, is a good pitcher. I mean, he's uh the, the, the starter's profile, the four-pitch mix, the fastball. He's got a sinker that he throws just over 10% of the time. Change-up, slider, curveball, can throw, mix in a cutter there as well. I think sometimes maybe that slider and cutter intermingle. They, you know, one profiles is the other. But, again, he's got a starter's repertoire. I think he's going to help them. I really do. I, I, I like the idea of having another steady Eddie arms eater so you can protect guys like Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, some of the young pitchers that are really part of the furniture here for the future. Yeah, that's to me where the value is, right? It, it, the Mets are too good for you to be in the rotation. I would say even a team like the Phillies, as pitching starved as they are, are probably at a place in this division where Trevor Williams is not making starts for them. He'd make a few starts, and he'd mostly yeah, as needed, pitch right? out yeah. of the pen. But he'd be an extra guy. You have a doubleheader, you can make a start, or you need to stretch him out for three or four innings when he's normally giving you two or so out of the pen. You could do that. Same with the Braves. I mean, this is a sign of the times a little bit for the Nationals that you bring him in and you tell him the job is his. But I'm sure that's what was enticing about Washington. He wants a chance to start. He's only 30 if over the next couple years he pitches really well and is a middle-of-the-rotation type starter in D.C., first off, he's probably getting traded before his contract would expire, uh, and he's going to a contender. But, you know, worst-case scenario for him, he's here for a non-contending Nats team this season, maybe into next year, and he boosts his value at a point where you you just saw Chris Bassett get huge money at 34. That's right. We've seen Verlander get 40-plus mil and Scherzer get 40-plus mil, close to 40 years old. I know those guys are aliens, and Trevor Williams is not that, but my point is you could still get – paid at 32, 33 years old if you're coming off of you know a decent season. And we saw Kyle Gibson just get paid to leave the division from the Phillies and went to Baltimore to be a back-end starter who's kind of a better version of Trevor Williams at this point in terms of what he's going to give the Orioles. So I like the move uh, based on where they are. If this was the Nats of a few years ago when they're trying to win the division in the World Series, I think if he makes 25 starts for you, that's a bad sign. But now you, the more starts, the better. Because as you said, Mackenzie Gore has had some arm problems. You don't want to overwork him. You're going to have to be careful with him at times this season. Obviously, Cade Cavalli got shut down this past year. The idea will be to build him up all offseason and, and, and the pitching program he's on in the spring is going to be critical to, to give him the arm strength he needs to, to navigate the whole year. But you might skip some of his starts, right? I mean, the one guy who's pitched enough at the major league level with health the last couple of years you can kind of bank on being a 200-inning arm if, if you want to make the leap is Josiah Gray. But otherwise, are we sure Corbin's going to stay in the rotation all year? I mean, I think this is the year he transitions to the bullpen if he's not better than he's been over the last three years, and I don't expect him to be. Nor I. Are we sure Steven Strasburg's going to pitch at all? No. I mean, I, I would bet against that. So I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if, if they didn't go out and get another arm like Trevor Williams. Remember what Davey told us. We had this event we did with him and Sean Doolittle, a couple of other guys, um, including 
uh, former Nats great Matt Adams at Nationals Park like a month ago now. And Davey said that he requested to the bean counters that be that he wanted two starting pitchers. Well, Trevor Williams is one. There's one. And I wouldn't be surprised if you find a, another guy like him. It's it's certainly not going to be one of the dudes available that everybody wants. Uh, they're not bringing in Carlos Rodon, obviously. Uh, that's not where they are. But you could bring in another tweener type and say, hey, we can guarantee you 20 starts. And this is the sweet spot, right, for for guys like Williams, who, as you said, on a first division club, you're out of the bullpen, you're making spot starts here and there, you're useful. But if you're trying to maximize your career arc, you take that short-term deal, get 170 innings, you see if you can make 25 to 30 starts, and as you said, the Chris Bassett model, maybe you get yourself paid, maybe you demonstrate that you still have that kind of acumen. That's a good fit for somebody. It's one of those things, we talked about this um, on, on Grant and Danny. A couple years ago, the now commanders signed a guy named Ronald Darby. Okay, Why am I bringing him up? Ronald Darby at one point was a highly touted, you know, top draft pick, potential star, etc. Bunch of injuries, fell out of favor. Nobody really wanted him. Well, this is one of those things where the where the team goes, we'll give you a one-year deal. We'll get good play out of you. You'll get the chance to prove that you can still play, and then you get paid, but we got what we want. Everyone will get what they wanted out of it. And it made sense. And for a seven to nine team, they got really good cornerback play out of this guy, Ronald Darby. This is very similar to me, where Williams, again, probably could have stayed in this same role for a couple really good teams that I'm sure they would have wanted him, but that's you know a lower profile. That's not your $20 million a year that a Bassett's getting. That's something, you know, maybe half of that or less. And if you think you can get outs for an extended period of time as a starter, this is the path you take. This is an excellent opportunity for a team that's not going to compete to add positive assets here, where the gamble is certainly worth it. It doesn't break the bank. It's good for everybody. So, yeah, I, I mean, this is kind of the the the... The, DV, the Barkin DVD bin that they're going to be shopping in, but I actually happen to like this movie. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. I mean, he has been successful last year. People forget about, and I, this is almost irrelevant because it's so long ago now. He was awesome in 2018. 2018, made 31 starts. Yeah, 31 starts, close to a couple hundred innings, I think. He won 14 games at a 3-1 ERA in the NL with the Pirates. Um, so I, I think... Uh, 
it's a worthwhile grab for the Nationals. This makes sense. This is the type of move that they should be making, you know, based on, regrettably, kind of where they are at this point. Uh, some percentiles that are favorable to him from last year via Savant. Um, look, he's not going to get you to chase. I mean, the stuff just, you're not going out of the zone to swing at his pitches. Mm-hmm. 28th percentile there. Not a spin rate guy at all. Fastball spin, 35th percentile. Curveball spin, 21st percentile. Um, and he's not going to throw hard. He's right around 90 miles an hour at this point. 16th percentile in velocity. But if you look at avoiding loud contact, he's done a really good job. You know, that's command. That's late movement. That's, um, I think, where in the strike zone he's it's, able to yeah, locate. It's pitch mix, too. Right. Yeah. Sequencing. Uh, average exit velocity, 65th percentile. Hard hit percentage, 57th above average. Expected batting average, 57th above average. Walk percentage. He did not walk, guys. 77th percentile there. Um, even though he throws 90, he's got 82nd percentile extension, which for a guy that's not huge, he's 6'3 and, and 235, he's big, but he's not 6'6 or something. You know, it's, it's pretty special, right? He's coming downhill right at you with some plane and and it looks like the ball's basically being released right in front of you. So, I mean, that's the breakdown on some of the, the you know, where he ranked among his peers last year. Um, as you said, it's a five-pitch mix. It's, it's 53% four-seamers, about 13% change-ups, 13% two-seamers, 11% sliders, and 9% curveballs. So he, he'll, he'll throw everything you got. I mean, it's it's they don't there's not a word for this like a crafty righty or you know junk baller is probably not the right thing but he's going to unload the repertoire in every outing. When Tanner Roark was right, it's a lot like this. Right now, Roark had that sinker, obviously that that would would you know lead to some early outs and, and some ground ball contact. But you, I'll, th- I'll you know you haven't seen my curveball yet, and it's the you know it's the top of the sixth. Here it comes for the first time, you know, for a get me over strike. Williams will pitch backwards, will pitch forwards, and, and kind of everything in between as he's kind of moved through his career. Uh, I think he's become more and more comfortable, frankly, throwing all the different pitches for strikes and, and locating pretty darn well. As you said, he's just under a strikeout per inning guy, but you know, ball has to be in play. I wonder though, just just you and me sitting here talking in this really cramped room. Um, I wonder how more cramped than normal, by the way. Yeah, it's extra cramped. Mike one didn't work, so we're on mics two and three. So our knees are four inches apart. Yeah, we're we're nearly holding hands at this point. Um, and I, I want to order some appetizers for the table. I think, or I wonder how not having shifts next year is going to play out for him with some of the ground ball contact, with some yeah. of the you know the balls in play metrics. I'll be fascinated to see. I, well, but it's guy, not just him, but it's everybody. Guys like him often want defense behind them, and it's very, yeah. very important. And the Nats defense, obviously, last year was not good. Uh, hopefully having Abrams for the full year at shortstop helps. You know, I, I don't know what's going on with Luis Garcia. Is he at second, or what do they do? But he has not been a, a, a joy to watch there either. But I, I, you know, the comp, I mentioned Kyle Gibson once, and it's funny, baseball savant mentions like other pitchers like this guy, and one of them is Gibson. And I think it's kind of a similar mix largely. Gibson throws a lot harder. Um, but I know Kyle Gibson went to Baltimore, and he's a buddy of mine, and he told me one of the reasons he really liked the Orioles, wanted to compete, obviously, wanted a chance where he could start for a team that could make the playoffs. But he, it, defense was really important to him. And. Like, they're going to have to play defense behind this guy for him to, to have success, right? I, I think that was a big part of thriving after coming over from the Cubs where he struggled to the Mets was, you know, if the ball's hitting the infield, you're going to have to get a, get an out. And it is going to be harder, I think, without shifts and some of those things. So that is something to track for sure. Um, he led the league in home runs allowed, I think, in that pandemic year a couple of years ago. Uh, that, that hasn't been nearly as big a problem since, but 
I mean, he would fit in well if, if it became a problem I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> we, we got some competition here. Uh, Guys have led the league in home runs allowed on, on the Nationals a couple times. We, we know all about that. But uh, but he'll be in the rotation. So it looks as though right now, again, I'm not counting Strauss. Uh, I will say you know, Corbin, Williams, Gore, Gray, and then p- perhaps Cavalli. Um, I think there's a chance maybe you, you go get somebody else. And that they would at least start the year and you give Cavalli a few starts in AAA. I'm not saying he needs that, but I think that's possible. They want to monitor innings or something. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you want to um, be restrictive. I mean, they've been kid-gloving him to death so far. Maybe they'll continue doing that. Um, and also, you know, you don't know who's going to be healthy. Is, or is Gore going to get through right. camp? Is Cavalli going to get through camp? Are both going to be ready for the start of the year? I mean, they'll say yes, and I'm sure they're supposed to be. But, you know, someone might have to get shut down for a week here or there. So you, if, if you want to get through the season, you need – Eight arms to, to get to have five, right? So th- they're not done as far as I'm concerned on the pitching front. With the current construction. So I'm with you. I think they get another guy too. Just to, again, to, to round it out and to make sure that they can protect some of their younger guys in terms of innings. But I want two answers. Manager Paulson. So Davey Paulson. Yeah. And then the real Davey Martinez answer. Opening day. Who gets your ball? And who gets who will get the ball? Who gets yours? And then who will actually get the real ball? Well, I mean, Corbin will get the start, I would think. Yeah, that's the did, real one. As he did last year. Uh, Josiah Gray would start for me, I guess. He's kind of the, the face of this thing. You could get cute and go Mackenzie Gore, but I think Gray, just having been a, a fixture all of last year and kind of a linchpin for a year and a half, mm-hmm. deserves that leadership role. But, I mean, Corbin's the guy you pay. Yeah. He's the 2019 World Series holdover veteran. He's the guy that's helping some of these young guys find their way. So I think it's kind of a no-brainer in that regard, except it should be a brainer because— That's kind of my point, right? Yeah. I'd, I'd like it to be a brainer. I'd like it to be, dude, you're, we're going to skip a couple of your starts early on because we don't need it with some of the off days built in <laughs> for, totally. for a while. But, yeah, they're going to—it'll uh, be Top Gun style. They're just going to keep sending him up. So I, my <laughs> bet is that he's, he's the opening day starter, and it's going to be met with groans and— Yay! It's kind of like tepid applause. And then I think he'll be out of the rotation by June. We told you you'd hear from Trevor Williams on this podcast. Here was our interview with the new right-hander with the Nationals. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Long gone! We wanted a couple starting pitchers added to this rotation. The first of them is Trevor Williams, who was with the Mets the last year and a half. One point in time was an all-star caliber arm with the Pirates in the National League, and he's now coming to the Nationals to be part of this rotation. Trevor, thanks for joining us on Grant and Danny. How's it going, man? Uh, of course, it's going great. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, dude. First, congratulations. Uh, second of all, what was the process like, man? Uh, what was the what were the recruiting pitches like? Who'd you talk to? Break it down for us. Yeah, thanks a lot. We're uh, we're thrilled as a family. We're uh, we're thrilled. We've always loved the DC area. We've loved visiting it there and. Uh, we're excited to call it our home for the next couple of years. But, um, you know, as far as the process went, it was uh, I was very fortunate to have um, a couple of suitors and that, that wanted me. Um, and I'm the, the best opportunity for me was uh, was with D.C. So I was more than thrilled to accept that and get a chance to post up in a rotation um, for the next two years. And, 
you know, it was, it was, uh, when free agency, there's always, we live in San Diego. So like for free agency, we have a bunch of different priorities and we were trying to get closer to home, but, um, you know, we're inching closer and closer to San Diego. So DC is a little further West than New York was, but it was, uh, we were, we were thrilled to, uh, to, to go to DC and then make it our home. Trevor, I got to imagine when you talk about fits and, and why the nationals became more interesting, and the fact to get back in the rotation full-time, because you threw really well for the Mets, partially as a starter and a ton for them out of the bullpen. And that's a deeper team, right? Better right now, more arms. But you're going to get to pitch every five days in this rotation, I would imagine. I don't, I don't know if they said that and confirmed that. Just how big of a deal was that for you in the courtship? Yeah, it was something that I that I really wanted to um, – hold on one second. Maybe I gotta get some on the phone, baby. Sorry, it's family season right now. Dude, very relatable to both of us. Coming. I've got <laughs> we a one-year-old and a three-year-old. What do you got? <laughs> I have. Uh, we have four, three boys, one girl, and uh, of course, the girl wants to come and hang out with me. But as far as uh, as far as um, you know, courtship goes, I, I wanted to um, I wanted to start, and, I, and I've, I've been a I've been a starter my entire career until I was traded um, to the Mets. So I kind of had to learn on the fly. Um, I thought I did a good job, um, and I'm thankful that um, the Mets trusted me in that position. Um, but when I when I have an opportunity to um, when I have an opportunity to make that decision for myself, um, the Nationals called and made that happen. So I'm, I'm looking forward to posting up every five days. I'm looking forward to learn um, from the veterans on that staff and, and also the young kids. So um, I've always loved um, seeing the young guys uh, on the Nationals the last year and a half. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about um, about them and looking forward to to seeing how bad they want to win. When you broke in, and Trevor Williams is with us here uh, on Grant and Danny, when you really broke in full-time rotation in 2017 in Pittsburgh, I want you to p- compare yourself now to Trevor Williams of 2017. Like just stuff-wise, mentality-wise, the whole nine yards. I think I have a few more gray hairs sure. <laughs> than I have had more children from there. So I think my stress level is a little higher, but, um, but it, 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 I learned on the fly also in 2017, I came up in the big leagues and was fortunate enough to come up on a team that was young as well. Um, guys that I, that I came up in the minors with, we all kind of got to grow up together in the big leagues. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. Um, how I am now is, is every year I'm adapting and I'm, uh, I don't have um, flashy stuff on paper, but I, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of how to pitch and um, what are, what my strengths are uh, from from five days to the next five days. Um, so I'm looking forward to um, starting again, getting back on that horse as, as, as a starter in the, into the rotation. And, um, you know, I, I like to think that I'm a better pitcher now um, than I was in 17 when I came up as a full-time starter. Um, but I'm looking forward to, to showing up. Trevor Williams just signed with the Nats. Official as of yesterday is going to be in their rotation. Joining us on Grant and Danny. You mentioned you got three boys and a girl. What's the age range of the kids? So our oldest is seven, and then our youngest just turned one. So all wow. in between. So we have we have fun, and we always off season is the family season. We like to say that, and we uh, the holidays are a special time. They're always magical. So we're uh, we're in full swing right now. We're doing that and uh, getting all of our Christmas stuff up and. Up and at it, and they're uh, they're more than thrilled to to be going um, to the East Coast again to a new city. You're one shy of the full rotation, man. Uh, I'm not saying. You I'm know, just saying. <laughs> you, know you need we, one more uh, to come, unless you want to pitch on short rest, bro. 
Well, first, first we wanted uh, to fill up a blackjack table when they were older, but now we're, we're working on a now we're working on a craps table. So we're going to try and fill, fill a craps table, <laughs> and you know, one. kids are good, and we're you know we're thankful that um, that we have a big family, and we're we're looking forward to adding. For people that uh, ha- haven't seen Trevor or aren't familiar, he's uh, he's got to be one of the most tatted up starting pitchers in the league. I think the full sleeves on the left arm, but if memory serves, your pitching arm. They're zippy, or at least nothing that I see. Am, am I off base on that? It makes well. I, I have tattoos to make my ninety mile an hour fastball look a little more scary. <laughs> so that, that's the real reason why. Um, but do you but have yeah, any tats on your pitching arm on the right arm? I do. I have a, a raven as an homage to Saint Benedict of Nursia. So that's when it makes my ninety mile an hour fastball look a little more scary coming yeah. out of the mouth of a raven. But uh, but yeah. And what is there anything cool on the left arm? Like or do. You, does everything have a specific backstory, or are you like that looks cool? Put that on my arm. <laughs> everything was uh, thought out, believe it or not. Um, on my on my left arm, I have uh, a Saint Joseph's lily rod all the way up to um, I have Saint Michael on my arm as well um, to the Holy Spirit window at Saint Peter's Basilica. Um, on my right arm, like I said, I have the raven as an homage to um, Saint Benedict of Nursia, and then on my left leg. I have the four evangelists, and then on my right leg, I have um, um, I have the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So, how do we get a Grant and Danny tattoo on you? <laughs> Miracles, you <know> probably. <laughs> do we have to perform you know a miracle? I, I'm, I, I want. Well, I want to do my torso. I want to do my full torso. So, I'm thinking about maybe you guys could be like a three-headed dragon, and maybe there you guys' face can be on there. Yeah. <laughs> thinking two dragons this time. Get nuts. Trevor Williams <laughs> with us here on Grant and Danny. Uh, why is it important? In your own words, I'd love to hear this from you. Why was it important for you to be a starter again? Um, I, I feel like that is what I'm best at. Um, I love preparing for starts every five days. It drove me insane the last year and a half when I would prepare for a series and not pitch. Um, and that's just, you know, selfishly it drove me insane because I put all this time and effort into something and then I don't get to, I don't get to showcase that. But um, I think I'm best in a rotation. I think I'm best watching uh, from the side and, and helping out that way. Um, helping starters and the, the starting rotation is so on the teams that I've been in the past is so tight knit where everyone has their own specific day and they put all their time and effort and energy from those four days in between into that one day. So to see how these guys prepare and see how they go to work and watching um, these guys go to work on their day is something that I'm, I'm looking forward to being a part of. Um, and it's something that I've always flourished in. Um, I think I've shown that I've been, a serviceable starter in the past, and I've shown that I could be a serviceable kind of swing guy in the bullpen too, but um, I think what makes um, a team better is when I'm in the rotation. Trevor Williams of the Nats on Grant and Danny. Uh, Nationals obviously looking ahead this year. They're in rebuild mode, right? You're, you're coming here to be part of what is trying to build this thing back up. As a veteran at 30, I'm just curious you know, how you kind of make that make sense in your own head of, hey, I'm, I'm going to get my chances, but this might not be a team that's going to go out and be competing for the playoffs. Like, how do you make that work for you? Well, I think, I think there's no question that the NL East is a juggernaut division. Um, I think there are a lot of good teams. I mean, shoot, we had three teams in the playoffs last year, just out of the NL East. Um, I think when I, when I was in Pittsburgh, we always played spoiler. I think when I was in the NL Central, the NL Central was kind of a juggernaut as well. There were two or three teams coming out of, um, that division in the playoffs every year as well. So being able to play spoiler on a team um, is something that is fun and exciting, especially for a young team. Um, 
like that. And then the ability that I, that I've experienced that before in, in the NL central, I think um, hopefully translates uh, this year and next year into the NL East with the nationals. Um, But it's a tremendous opportunity for everyone to, to post up and, and get their, um, their game reps at the big league level rather than um, in triple a or, um, or kind of making spot starts here and there. So I'm, I'm excited to see um, the nationals flourish in the next two years. I've heard nothing but good things about the young guys that are coming up. Um, guys opinions that I trust that have been on the nationals in recent years say um, great things about it and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing um, the next the next wave of youngsters in uh, DC Trevor I'm a believer that every human being has an eating contest food where for whatever reason they can eat more of that than like anybody else for example mine is cocktail shrimp I've at one time my personal record is 50 cocktail shrimp I've never tried to go beyond that but I feel like I could like if I was properly trained I could do it a, what do you think your eating contest food is? I think 50 cocktail shrimp is disgusting. But, yes, uh, that's totally think, true. I think if I were to enter a contest to, to uh, an eating contest, gosh, I think um, I think I would kill some rolled tacos. Um, I think like some good rolled, like hard rolled tacos, I think is what I would dominate. Very San Diego on brand answer that fits. I will take that check mark. Uh, favorite actor, like if that dude makes a movie, you're seeing it. You know what? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not a huge movie guy. I think I know like three actors, um, and I'm not, I'm not like running to the movie theater. Um, but I would love to have like Will Smith play me in my biopic. Well, Will Smith's going to play. Yes. Okay. I did not see that coming, but I like. I would that. not have had that in the office pool. Yeah, I Will like Smith, it. <laughs> he's got the range. I think he can figure that out. He can do anything. Absolutely. Uh, what about your best friend in Major League Baseball? Guy that you are the tightest with. If you're getting married again tomorrow, he's your best man. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys that came up with the Pirates that that can fill that. Um, I just just off the top of my head, Stephen Brawl is one of those guys. Jameson Tyon's one of those guys. Um, Chad Cool is one of those guys. Um, and Joe Musgrove too. So those those guys were the were the I was the closest with. Um, I mean, shoot, even even Josh Bell is a guy that um, is in my in my close circle, and who's the guy that I reached out to that I really um, valued his opinion about coming to DC. We love Bell, such a great Wanted dude. Him back, the Guardians got a great deal, by the way, two and yeah, thirty three mil. I'm fired up for him and for Cleveland. That's a good little fit there. Uh, all right, how about this? So you mentioned what your your food would be in in a eating competition. My last question for you, also food related. You'll get you'll get to know us a little bit. We talk a lot about food on this show. I want to know it's your last meal. You're eating basically for sport. You're just you're pummeling calories. Like what is your master's meal, if you will, where you get to put together anything that you want? Uh, you know, like do I get a drink, appetizer? Yeah, on yeah. Trail? It's your meal, dude. Yeah, it's yours. <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's look. Let our hair down a little bit here. So <laughs> I, I don't want to plug my own thing because we're in the middle of a labor dispute. Me and Stephen Brault had a uh, podcast a few years ago called IMHO where we had a discussion about what our last meal um, meal would be. Um, what we call it a death row meal. Um, we didn't call it a last meal. We just said if you were dying tomorrow, we like know we're dying tomorrow. Yep. I forget exactly what I said, um, but it was we went in depth on about an hour. But I don't know if the episode's up. We had a couple of copyright stuff with music and whatnot. But um, I'll have to. <laughs> so relatable. That's why, we're in, that, that's why we're in our labor dispute. We have we uh, put it to the side. But um, 
I forget what I said, but I know donuts were on there. Uh, like a good maple bar is on there. Um, a Wendy's Frosty is something that I can like top off on. And I want to say, I want to say I had like pepperoni pizza too. I, we were kind of all over the place. We had well, like. So you do have a, like a fat guy inside of you somewhere. Yeah, you're one of us with uh, major um, league ability. I think, I think the fat guy is on the outside as well. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, sir. You, it, like you're allowed to be fat and pitch, but I wouldn't consider you a fat pitcher. In other words, like me and my friends will play this game all the time where we just try to name fat guys in the big leagues because we're fat and it's fun but you've never come up you know we name like everyone who plays first base for the brewers basically is always on that list you know there's always like random fat guys like a lot of daniel vogelbach on that list yeah but trevor williams has never made it well you'll see why i always wear black um or i always wear the darker colors because it's slimming so vertical stripes if i yeah all my pitching this year is going to be in the dark blues (laughs) (laughs) so you'll see that a lot this year trevor that's awesome dude thank you so much for joining us man congrats again and welcome to dc of course thank you guys thanks to trevor williams for joining us that was from our dc show grant and danny we're back at it as soon as they do something worth talking about we're looking forward to that i'm sure there'll be like another move right Right? No, seriously, right? I think so. Probably. Why'd your voice go up? I think so. Maybe? Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? For Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. Thanks for listening to Bustin' Loose Baseball. We appreciate the work, as always, of our producer on these podcasts, Darius Dameron. Chat with you again soon. Enjoy Nats baseball.